Deuteronomy 31. We'll read a little bit out of 32 and maybe a little bit out of Exodus. Might even go to Timothy. I don't know. Amen. Won't be no services here tonight so we can stay late. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I do love y'all, church, from the bottom of my heart. Miss Vivian lifted me up, plumb on up above my trials and my troubles. I, th I appreciate what she thinks of me. But I ain't that good, amen. <laughs> good to have Jennifer back with us. Still with her when she first come in, said it's good to be back home. Anybody needs to use the bathroom, go right ahead. I'm going to preach our... I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Amen. I understand. I've sat in your all seat, and sometimes it gets bored. But I've been on the other side of the fence, and you studied and studied. And can't get nothing together, and then when it starts coming, there ain't no stopping place. Set your cruise control and get right on down the road. Amen. Deuteronomy 31. Amen. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad, church, that I'm able, able to be in the house of the Lord. I feel from the depths of my heart, and this happened many years ago. I don't know but said he didn't know how old Moses was. Said he never seen the righteous versus David, I mean. But I do know uh, roughly how old Moses was when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt and he's according to some old history, he was about 80 years old. So just because I'm getting close to 80, don't mean I need to back off now or slow down. I need to go on the best of my ability and give God the last of my days what he's given me. What I want to preach on is we've tuck up other gods. And I... I thought about the COVID mask in uh, everywhere you went. Some of these hospitals, and I told some of you, some of these hospitals were just religious over it. And I went into a doctor's office, and the nurse in the back chewed me out, but they had people sitting at the door. It was a kidney specialist, and I went in, and that lady sitting at the door. And I was in one of my moods, and she said, she said, uh, have you been around anybody with COVID? I said, yes, man, I've had COVID. I'm running a high temperature. I said, my temperature is 102, but I need to see the doctor. And she got up. She got up. She didn't know what to do. She went in the back, checked on what to do with this nut out front. And they, uh, when I went on back in the back, they said, she just works part-time, and she's real nervous. <laughs> and, and I set her off. She come back. I, I apologized to her. I said, ma'am, I'm just kidding you. As far as I know, I ain't got 
I ain't got nothing. That's what I'm doing to the doctor. Amen. That's the only reason I'm here. Amen. Just, just ain't got nothing. But at the Baptist, the last time I went, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they lifted the ban on the mask, and there's a lady there uh, up in the doctor's office reception, this older lady, and she was just praising the Lord that she could lay that mask down and breathe a little bit. COVID's done the job that it was sent to do. Amen. It's broke America, tore down the churches, separated people. Amen. That makes me know it was sent straight out of hell. Amen. Sent straight out of hell. I believe, Terry, when we get on this message, me and you both going to get a little bit of help. Amen. Right out of the Word of God. 31st chapter of Deuteronomy. We'll start about the 15th verse. You'll have to stay with me. Can everybody hear me? I'll give it everything I got, church. I promise you that. And the Lord appeared. This is 15th verse, 31st chapter of Deuteronomy. And the Lord appeared in the tabernacle in the pillar of a cloud. And the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. And this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods of the strange strangers of the land. Where do they go to be among them and will forsake me and break my covenants which I have made with thee? The Lord spoke this to Moses. And he said, you're going to die, Moses. He said, you're going to go. Lay with your fathers. Then my, then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them. We listen, listen to what this is saying. He said his anger, God said this, his anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evil and troubled trouble shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not the these evil come upon us, because our God is not among us. We like to use the scripture uh, it's eternal security bunch. Like to use the scripture. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. The Bible said, glory to God, that he would forsake them when they turn away from him. When they go to serving strange gods and little gods, little gods, that's no comparison, amen, to the big God that we're serving. And what a, the message God's laid on my heart is we've uh, turned to other gods. We've turned away to the little gods. And he said in the 18th verse, And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evil which they shall have wrought in that they are turned unto other gods. They are turned. 
in the other gods. And I thought about America today is not ashamed. I see it on Facebook, and I will see a couple that's living in adultery, a woman that's left her husband, or a husband that's left her man. And there'll be a bunch of church members. I talked with some uh, this week, and this hiding behind uh, the church doors. It's sin. And then the church members will reach out and say, congratulations. I'm glad you found happiness. It's abomination in the eyes of God. How we're instructing them to go on. We're telling our children, it's all right to commit adultery. It's all right to leave our husband or our wife and go ahead and marry another. Or to live shack up with another. I even heard uh, this week, and it breaks my heart, a buddy of mine that's dating another buddy of mine's wife, amen, and the wife and the husband still living in the same house. Can I tell you, it may not come today, and it may not come tomorrow, but glory to God, there's coming a separation. Uh, they're going to separate, amen, those that live godly and those that live in sin and glory to God they're going to be in hell for eternity they're going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth because there's no way out of hell you can hide from the preacher you can hide from the word of God but when God closes the door and God said in his word I'll forsake them. He said, I won't even look on them. I'll not show my face. I'll walk off. I'll leave them in their sins. If you choose sin, I'd like to tell you something today. We have a choice whether we serve God or whether we serve the flesh. But there's coming a day on it. A glory to God when Jesus is going to come after those that love him those that have forsaken all and tried to serve him. There's no excuse for sin. I thought about us Baptist have fell short. I was on the street in Romania, and I was putting PVC pipe together one, one evening so we could show skits in our next meeting in Romania. And there was a Jehovah Witness. I'm talking about in Romania. A Jehovah Witness come down the road. He didn't ask me what church I went to. He went to trying to tell me about his Jesus, about his church, about his way he served God. And I finally just told him, I said, son, go on down the road. I don't have time to talk to you. I'm trying to make some skits that our preachers can bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to Romania. Today we've held back. We're afraid we'll make somebody mad. Us preachers are afraid the money will be taken away. We're afraid we'll lose a friend. We won't preach against sin. Sin is still sin. Honey, it wasn't all right when I got saved to go take another drink. Today, it's not all right to go take another drink. We have laid down 
the true God, the big God, and went and served other gods, little G, little gods, gods that don't have no power, God that's going to die. He mentioned the, the car show, and I've got a, I've got a show pickup if the rust ain't got it. I ain't had it cranked in four or five months. But I thought about you can go down and you can look through the, uh, the bushes on some back roads in our country and you'll see a car that somebody worshipped that's sitting in the bushes with the weeds growing up through it. You can go to the junk yard and see some that rode people several miles but bless God it died amen it quit and it's in the bushes and the rust and the corruption is eating it up I'm going to tell you we better I turn loose of the ball games I, we better turn loose of the car shows I, we better turn loose of the cruises and some of the junk of this world and pick up the big God Amen. And get him back in our life. God, where he's forsaken the churches and walked away because they brought him so many little gods. He said, I'm not, my face is not on them. I'm not looking towards them. I have walked away from them. I'm glad today that God is still with Mount Vernon and he'll be here as long as we try to serve God. We're not perfect. I'm not anybody, but I love God. I love God's people. I care for the sinner. I have compassion in my heart when I look out and see how Satan has stole another out of the house of God. Stole another one out of the house of God. Let me hurry. I was kidding about preaching an hour, but if I don't hurry, I will be. Amen. And he said, 17th verse, And mine anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils shall trouble, and trouble shall befall them, so that they shall say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us. Neighbor America needs to realize that God is not among us like he used to be. He's not among us like he was when I got saved. He's not among us, amen, like he was when I was baptized. He's not among us like he was in 1976 that I read last week when we had 17 weeks. Not just one church, but 17 weeks of the, sometimes three churches having baptizing, shouting around the creek, doing without dinner, giving up a little something for the glory of God. Amen. Causing trouble down at the fast food place because they lost business. But we was around the creek bank praising God. So I'd like for some of us to remember that God ain't among us like he used to be. I praise him that he's still here. But I'll say from the depths of my heart, he's not in my house like he used to be. I've let too many troubles, too many heartaches, 
Too many little things separate me from God. And he said in the 19, 18, And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evil which they shall have wrought in that they have turned unto other gods. Now therefore write ye this song for you. God told David, Moses, to write a song for you and teach it the children. I'm not going to try to read the song. Read on over there and you can find it. Read the children of Israel. Put it in their mouth that the song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. Can I tell you, you and I need to be singing Amaze and Grace up and down the street. The amazing grace of God that saved a wretch like me. We need to be putting it in the hearts of our children. We need to be planting it. I read it over in Exodus maybe last week. We need to put it over the doorpost, hanging around our neck, write it in our foreheads, that the amazing grace of God picked us up. I thought I've had some obstacles the last two or three years that's hindered me along the way, but I can't dwell on my hindrances. I've got to dwell on the goodness of Almighty God, the saving grace of God. Don't go on in your sin. Get saved today. Make preparation to meet God. Larry brought out a message, prepare, be prepared. That's what we taught the Boy Scouts years ago. Be prepared. Be prepared. Don't go in the woods and not come out without something to eat. Have you some good clothes when it's cold weather. Don't wear too heavy a pack when it's warm weather. Don't load yourself down with many extras, but just be prepared to meet God. To know, separate when the flesh is saying, go this way, and God says, don't go there. Be prepared in the Word of God when Satan sends a pretty thing to our house. Amen. Glory to God. And God said, don't touch that. Don't buy that. Don't fool with that. It's of the devil. It'll take you down. We got junk today that we've not used in months and years. Amen. But you know what? We're going and buying you. We're going and buying more. Going in dead. Going in dead. America is in dead. Overhead. I'm going to tell you something. Biden ain't my adversary. Amen. He's just working for him. Hello? He's just working for him to break America. Glory to God. I'm glad we can recognize that. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swore unto their fathers, they floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxed fat. Amen. Oh, we're not fat. It just about kills us to miss a meal. Waxing fat. Then will they turn unto other gods. That's twice that said that right here. This is our message. When we have got money in our pocket, 
Our life bill is paid. We got room for vacation. Glory to God. And, and our life bill is paid. And there's our house payment is paid. We got two months ahead on our car and a full tank of gas. I'm going to tell you something. I will go off and get fat on the things of the world. I found when I was closer to God than I've ever been in my life when I was in fleshly need, when I was in need of bills being paid, when I was in debt and things was hurting. I found that I begged God, give me another a day, give me another a payment when I put the last $20, the last $20 bill I had in the offering plate. And the young ones uh, got sick. I don't, Scotty, I guess, got sick. And I thought, how am I going to take him to the doctor? I trusted in God. I'm going to tell you, America is fat today. Amen. And Mama and Daddy and Grandma and Grandpa has made our children uh, fat. They don't understand what doing without is. They don't understand what working in the sunshine till your perspiration becomes sweat. Jesus went in to the garden and prayed that that cup passed from him till his sweat became as great drops of blood. I'm going to tell you, he knew the pain and the agony of sin that was on us. And he was willing to sweat and to lay in the garden and beg God, amen, in behalf of us. And he said, not my will, but thine be done. I wonder if Jesus walked up and taught a little message to us today. He would be with power like we've never seen. But he looked out over us and he said, could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not watch with me one hour? I thought you was prepared to come to the garden and not eat and not sleep for one hour. But you went to sleep on me. You went to sleep on me. You've passed out. Your stomach's growling. You'll give out. Could you not watch with me one hour? I believe if Jesus come today, he would preach a simple message exactly like he preached a simple message then. He did foreknow that we would be sitting right here exactly like that and need the simple message that he preached when he was walking the earth. He's God sent a revelation to, to Moses and told him, said, Moses, you're going to die. But there's going to come an apostasy or a falling away of the church. You're not going to get the cross into the promised land. You're going to be left on the east side of Jordan. But glory to God, my children can get a cross that serve me. But they're going to forget me. And they're going to serve, pick up other gods. They're going to get fat when I get them in to a land flowing with milk and honey. I promise you, I ate a meal in Jericho, and Jericho was in the promised land. But it's nothing flowing with milk and honey like America is flowing with milk and honey today. We think it's hard times. We've not seen anything.
we've not seen anything. A delicacy was, and they fixed us a plate on the outside in Jericho, and there was heaps. I'm talking about truckloads of trash on the street in Jericho where it was just piled up, and I don't know, maybe nowhere to haul it. But they fixed us a great delicacy, and it was like our little sun perch, and it was a little fish that had more bones than I got hair on my head. And them little bones was everywhere. And I always had a fear of swallowing a bone, especially in Jericho. And there I sat a gagging and a heaving no doctor. Amen. So I didn't eat much fish. Amen. But I fed the cats. I fed the cats. I'd ask God's blessings on it. So I guess we got fat cats. What I'm telling us, Jericho had nothing compared to what God has given us. Yet we've got fat. And we've picked up other gods. But said it, and I've watched. And I thought, they say, Bill, why don't you go to the car show? I will not spend my last days sitting behind a 65 Ford pickup with a bottle of wax and a rag rubbing that thing on Sunday. That ain't my God. He give me a ride to work at all scaffold. Amen. Help me lay brick. It worked for me, but it ain't my God. And it's pretty, ain't it, Oscar? But it ain't my God. But it ain't my God. I ain't going to take a day off from my house, the house of the living God. Mm, be preach. Amen. For when I shall have brought them, 20th verse, unto the land which I swear unto their fathers, that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat. Then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me. Get this. And break my covenant. Break my covenant. I want to tell you something. We that's joined Mount Vernon Church in the last 30 years have took this covenant. We've broke that covenant. To join the church, we, I had to read this, and we've broke that covenant. To join in God's family, to be born again, you made a covenant with God. I don't know your words, and they wouldn't be like mine, but your words was that I'll serve the Lord. If you'll save me, I'll try to follow you. I'll give my life to you. If I had never said I give up that blue ribbon, I would have never gotten saved. Finally, I said, God, if you'll save me, I'll try. If you save me, you take it. Don't tell me it can't get a hold on you, a hold on you. Visited this week a lady loved her cigarettes. COPD, she's got both vocal cords, but my voice is better than hers. 
So they must be addictive. They're hard to lay down. They're hard to lay down. If you smoke, that's your business. I told her two or three years ago, I said, I guess the damage done done ain't none of my business if you smoke. That's between you and your householder. <laughs> Amen. But think about it, church. What we have laid down. Who stopped this week and prayed that God would meet your light bill? Probably none of us. Probably none of us. I have prayed when I first got saved. God, I pray we'll have some clear days till I can work, make enough to pay my bills. Amen. That was a big concern. And you know, I was needing God. But when I'm fat and I've got everything and a spark Spare car, light bills paid, insurance paid, everything's looking good. I ain't got the hospital paid off. I don't know if I'll live that long or not, but pretty much out of debt. Hello? I don't worry much about it. And it wasn't faith. I just about sure. Them brand new tires I just put on my car would get me to church this morning. But brother, I've prayed when them old bus belted tires was sitting there one flat once a week. <laughs> Amen. That old hard rubber and a rocket went through it. A nail it went through it. So why ain't we serving God like we used to? Because we've picked up other gods. Because we've not went to God and begged Him, amen, to take care of our need. Oh, my Lord. Church, the condition we've got in. And fill themselves and wax fat. Then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let me go over to, to Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. About 9 through 16. I can't remember this stuff, so I just jot it down. But I'm going to read it out of the word. And the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is a lot of his inheritance or, or Israel. He found him, listen to this, he found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. That's Jacob, or you can take it as Israel. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth about her wings, Taketh them, bringeth them in on her them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. There was no strange God with Jacob. There was no 
strange God with Israel. That's what that's what the Bible is saying here. But he said in the fifteenth verse. But he said, but Jehoram waxed fat and waxed. That that's a adulterous uh, uh, word for or a, a side word in Hebrew, my friend, for Israel. For Jehoram waxed fat and kicked. They are waxed fat. They are given. They are grown thick. They are covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and limited. I've preached this. I know sometimes, and limited, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Can I tell you something? That's what we've done today. We have rebelled. We've mumbled adultery. We've pulled it all up. He taught out of Galatians this morning, my friend, and we've let all of these things come and eat us up. I thought about, and I might just touch this, but I thought about uh, the children of Israel. Let me just jump over here to Exodus. To Exodus chapter 5, and I won't read but a verse or two of this, but he said, chapter 4 of Exodus in the 31st verse, and it said, The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked upon their afflictions, then they bowed their head. And they worship God in the first verse of the fifth chapter. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, because God told, told Moses to go tell Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let the children of Israel go. And I, I won't uh, go on with this, but the children of Israel got word that they were going to be set free. Uh, glory to God. And, and Pharaoh heard that the children of Israel were going to be set free. If we don't get nothing else, I want us to get this today. Pharaoh was just a devil type. He was just uh, led by the devil in whatever he done. So Pharaoh uh, set a rule over the children of Israel. And they were making brick. They were in bondage. And you and I were in bondage. And they found that we were going to be set free. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, after that we were illuminated, illuminated, a great fight of affliction come upon us. So the children of Israel, when they heard that they worship God and praise God, we're going to be set free. So Pharaoh went to them. And he said, we're not going to, we're not going to take, uh, give them their straw. Let them go get their straw to start with. And they had to have the straw to put in their bricks so it wouldn't stick to the mold. 
and so it wouldn't uh, plumb apart. The mud would just come apart. And he said, you'll have to go get your straw. So the devil seen that our load was going to be lightened, that God was going to take the heavy burden of sin off us. So here comes Pharaoh's crowd to load us just a little bit instead of being uh, the straw being brought, brought to them as Pharaoh was bringing. And Pharaoh's people bringing the straw to them. Amen. They had to go into the field. They had to load their burden. That's what Satan has done to us. So many children will make a profession of faith, and they start out, and Pharaoh comes back, or the devil's crowd comes back, and it looks like we were better off before we were saved than we are now. That's exactly what the children of Israel thought. They went out, and the straw had done been cut off, and the children of the Egypt, Egyptians had done cut off the straw, and all the children of Israel had was the stubble that they had bring back. I saw some of the moles in, in Romania, and I went out and watched how they had mud pits and how they stirred it with a hoe, and they had brick uh, forms made. These were roughly four by four by 12 bricks, or some of them maybe six, I forgot for sure, but they put the brick in there and put it in the sun, and it had to dry for so long, and the straw had to be in there to hold it together, and and the history says that they even walked in there and mixed it uh, with their feet as the straw and the mud mixture, so now they had to go get it, and the Bible said in Exodus there that the Pharaoh told them, said, now I'm going to load your wagon. In other words, you've got to go get your own straw. But you can't cut back on the number of brick that you bring in. Read it in the fifth, fifth chapter. Amen. It says it in different words. But this is old English that you and I can understand. He said, I'm not, when I said bring in a thousand brick a month, I want a thousand brick a month. I don't want you to fall short. And Pharaoh, the devil, set up children of Israel as rulers over some of the other children of Israel. So if they didn't bring the amount of brick that Pharaoh wanted, he whipped them. Can I tell you something? When I don't do what Satan wants me to do, he whips me. Satan will try to beat me down. Has he ever told you, glory to God, if you testify, I'll tear down your family. Yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop you from enjoying God. Just be quiet. Just don't say nothing. Has he ever told you, you don't fit in about it? Has he ever told you, you don't fit in? Has he ever told you, Emma, you don't fit in? I bet. I bet Kelly's had some that even come to her. You can't fit in with that bunch in Mount Vernon. They're crazy. And I've heard Bill Spurling's too hard. I ain't nothing compared to God. I ain't even a drop in the bucket of what God said about us. God will judge us. I'm doing just like Moses. 
Hey, when the children found out that they had to cut their own straw and still had to make the same, same amount of brick, they went to Moses and they said, Why have you said you're going to set us free? And now more bondage has come down on us. Moses listened to the children of God. And here he went to God. And God had done told him, Go tell the children. Go tell Pharaoh that I am, well, glory to God, that you're going to be set free. There's too many quits in the battle. God said, I am set free. I've not made it to heaven yet, but the gate is open. Glory to God. The way is made straight. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. I need to quit listening to Satan and know that my name is in the Lamb's book of life. And God won't shut the door. If I don't break the covenant with God, I told him I'd serve him in the good time and the bad time. I had no idea 63 or 4 years ago. Miss Berlin, you didn't either. There we stood. She's 16. I 17. We scared to death. I give that old preacher, I think, $5. Might have given him ten. I've begrudged it ever since. It wasn't a love offering, I can tell you that. Janet's mama or my mama won. Said I ought to do it. And I said, I'll stick with you till death do us part. I had no idea what I said than a billy goat in the field. And 63 years later, soon be 64. I better hold to that. I made a covenant before God. And uh, they wasn't having service, but the courthouse in Sparta called the first Baptist preacher in Sparta, and he met us at church. He lived there. That's why I don't want a first Baptist church. I don't want the courthouse calling me. That don't matter nobody. Hello? I'll make that plain up front. You got that, didn't you, Roger? Think about it, church. How far we've went. There's nothing to marriage no more. There's nothing to getting saved and joining the church no more. There's no standard. We're stood and told if we've been saved, we'll never break the covenant of God. They can't find that in the Word of God. They can't find that. If I live for God, I can go to heaven. If I die unrepented, hell is my home. America's been lied to. There's hundreds, thousands out there today, and I'm not the judge. I can see the fruit they're bearing. That says they're saved, sitting on the bar stool and in the dance hall. In the world every day. You can't have your name in the Lamb's Book of Life and have it in the world. You can't serve mammon and God. So, Terry, when your hardships comes 
and it ain't easy, just run back and praise God. I thought, I thought, Lord, I'm trying. And you was a massive heart attack. Satan said, I'll kill him with a heart attack. The doctor said, you ought to have been dead with the shape you're in. God said, go do your work. <laughs> Duh. And I thought, well, I'm doing my work. And then my voice goes away. Satan said, I can't kill him. I'll shut him up. Yeah. I'll send him cancer. Eat up his vocal cords. Make him ashamed to stand in front of people. Because he can't talk. <laughs> God said, I'll fix it. He said, you can have one of them. But I'm going to save one for him. <laughs> I'm going to save one for him. Hallelujah. Don't get discouraged. There's a blessing just fixing to happen. I thought, I can't think of nothing. No, nothing. Like when this old boy, 176 pounds, I weighed yesterday, starts losing gravitation and heading off to glory. I thought on it, John. Don't think I'm going to go fast. I think I'm just going to gradually float off into glory. like Maybe like a helium field balloon. And then you won't see me no more. You only got that glorified. I can't think of nothing. A show car, a boat, a cruise, a mansion. I can't think of nothing. The biggest church in town. I'd have never dreamed. In 1959, when Jenny and I said, I do, that God would have allowed me to serve the big G God. The big God. The beginning and the end. The creator of the universe. Glory to God. That fifth chapter, that fifth chapter will be good for you to read when you get time. I'm going to go into the New Testament. Middle just a little bit. Middle just a little bit. First Timothy. First Timothy, and we'll read one or two verses in fourth Timothy, maybe eight, and I'll quit. I'll get out of the way. First Timothy. Chapter four, first three verses. And the Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. First Timothy 4, first verse, depart from the faith. The Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible said, in the last days, they will depart from the faith. 
giving heed or listening to seducing spirits. You know who told you to stay in bed this morning? I I didn't sleep last night. That ain't y'all's problem, I know. But I thought I'm good mind to call one of the boys and say get it. I feel awful. I thought I just can't I just can't roll over. I went back to bed. Laid there another 30 minutes, and I thought, I need to go to the altar. But I felt lifeless. I don't know what happened last night. But I'm glad God got me out of bed. I could give heed to seducing spirits. I thought how God... She'd have told me there how she desired to have her grandma Betty's Bible. You know, God told Moses, you're dying. You ain't going to get to go in the promised land. But he said, write this song. And let your children know. And when they get on the other side and they give heed to seducing spirits or other gods, sing this song to them. Write it down. And he wrote it down in Deuteronomy. And others God spoke to when we backslide on God, when we get fat and start serving other gods. They have written it down under the instruction of God. So we'll come back. But if we say no to the Spirit of God, walk over the Spirit of God. There's no telling what Pharaoh's crowd has told you this week. That you don't need to go, you don't need to do. There's nothing that country preacher can tell you because you are educated out of this world. That's the same thing they thought about Moses. But God sent him. God told him what to tell Pharaoh. And I'd have to look it up. It's right in there where I was reading somewhere. I didn't mark it. But God told Moses, he said, I've made you an iron as God's little g. I've made you as God's to Pharaoh. Till Pharaoh would have to listen. I think maybe, I jotted this down. I think maybe... Probably did jot it down. There ain't no telling what I've done with it. Right there it is. I jotted down nine things that Pharaoh done, and then he said, God done hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know why he hardened Pharaoh's heart? Because the elder 
children of Israel had jumped on Moses. Moses come and jumped on God. He said, why? You told him you going to set them free. Why have you made their burden greater? Hello? So many have quit giving heed to seducing spirits and quit church because they thought God had left them. Honey, we're going to have troubles. And he said, I'm just going to read these nine right quick. The water was turned to blood. Can you imagine? He said, the Egyptians went out and tried to dig wells. And he said, frogs. Can you imagine everywhere you went? was a frog, a big frog and a little frog. And lice. Oh, gracious, that makes my head itch right there when I think about lice. Mm, I've had lice. That was awful. I thought about lice. You know what God told them? He said, there's going to be lice all over Egypt, but there's a little place called Goshen up there in the northern part where the Israelites was. He said, there ain't going to be no lice there. I'm going to take you. That's the God I'm serving. And then he said, flies. I hate flies with a passion. Can you imagine to take a bite of a banana and there was a fly? And a, what's that song? A bird of paradise, fly up your nose. And there's flies. And there's flies. And there's flies everywhere. And after he calmed down, they quit. And he said, pestilence and all the cattle of the Egyptians died. Yet the cattle and the livestock of the Israelites lived. Oh, what an amazing God. What an amazing God. I thought about, George, that was my prayer, COVID. We may have lost somebody I forgot from COVID. But I thought about, my prayer was, God, if we got to go, gotta get COVID, but don't let nobody be hurled out for it. That's my prayer. We prayed at the door, to door, at the door. God, don't let COVID get in here and eat our people up. That's our prayer, amen. So I know a God, amen, that spared the, the Israelite cattle, that could spare the uh, Mount Vernon people from the plagues of COVID, amen. Still believe in him. And he said, boils. If y'all ever had a boil, ooh, great day in the morning. Hail and fire. And then the locusts. And then three days of darkness. We think Satan ain't got power. Moses threw them, or Aaron threw down his rod, and it become a serpent. And the enchanters or the magicians of Pharaoh threw down their rod, and it became serpents. Satan has a counterfeit for the work of God. I'm telling you, you can't be a Sunday morning Christian. I'll sing that again before I die. It may not be in tune. I may read it off. I don't know. 
but we can't be a Sunday morning Christian and, and fight these plagues off, these troubles off. If my heart had been on my show pickup, and I've had my old pickup since, I think, 1971, somewhere right in there. If my heart had been on that, I wouldn't have had a God to call on when I had a heart attack. Avery, I'm glad we got a God. It looks looking good, brother. I'm glad we got a God when cancer strikes and eats away that we got a God. I thought about this young couple, this young snow couple. Amen. It's got a God to call on for a little baby. They've seen a picture, but they ain't never seen that little baby. They've got a God to call on. Say, keep it healthy. Make sure it's got all of its fingers. Amen. Amen. We ought to be praising the Lord for lollipops like you. Amen. That's the truth. So many, amen, so many things could happen. I'm glad we got a God. Praise the Lord. Praise his holy name. Thank God. Thank God. Ever you could have been minus a daughter so many times. And then Pharaoh's crowd come around. And tell us we ain't got nothing to be thankful for. <laughs> well, glory to God. I see the same devil that was leading Pharaoh when he hardened his heart. Says God hardened his heart. But it's the same devil. God knew Pharaoh. I'd like to tell you something, church. You wasn't born to go to heaven or hell. You was born in the image of God to give God glory. And sin separated that. Sin separated that. Therefore, we've got a choice to serve God, amen, or the devil. It's in your hands if you praise God. Let me read the Word of God. And the second verse said, Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Neighbor, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when a man living in adultery and he tells me he's ready to meet God. It breaks my heart. And I know these. This ain't hearsay. It breaks my heart when they're using meth and say they're ready to meet God. It breaks my heart when these come to an altar, these in jail come to an altar, and they say, I'm going to serve God. And just as quick as things starts going good, they go right back and do the same thing. Right, do the same thing. Bless God, they ain't saved. Amen. They, they ain't saved. It's so sad. It breaks my heart. Forbidding to marry 
and commanded to abstain from meat, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Mm. You know, I can ask a blessing on fish, and I ain't a big fish eater. But I can ask a blessing on fish on Monday just as good as I can Friday. Amen. It's still fish. It's just fish. Amen. But it's in the hands of God. Second Timothy 3. Second Timothy 3, and I promise you I'll quit. I hope I don't bore you. I hope I don't bore you with my voice. Uh, my voice bores me sometimes, but I, I need to praise God that I've got it. Third chapter of Second Timothy, and y'all have heard this over and over and over, but it's time to read it one more time. Third chapter in the first verse. This know also that in the last days, are we not in the last days? Every Everything in the Bible points to the last days. And he said, Peerless times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self. The Bible said they'll be covetous. They'll be boasters. They'll be proud. They'll be blasphemers. They'll be disobedient to parents. They'll be unthankful, and they'll be unholy. What I just said, what I just said, prove that. If I ain't careful, I'll be unthankful for the vocal cord I've got left instead of mouthing about the one that has gone. God left me 81 years with two vocal cords. I may not have used them like I should have. I may not. And then again, God might have wanted to use me to show somebody else. I remember a preacher friend, I wouldn't know him, if he walked through the door today, but his name was Verlin Combs. Friends were Brady Lowe, and I was introduced to him when he had the same thing happen to him. He's still talking, maybe about like I am. But thank God, he's still talking without natural affections. Truth breakers. Think about that. Just liars. I said they do this and they don't do it. Better never make a vow than to make a vow and break it. Without natural affections, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, can't control themselves. Fierce despisers of those that are good. Neighbor, I've never seen the church hated as bad as the church is hated in this world today. And I looked, and I've done some thinking on it, and I thought how the true church of God is hated in Cuba. This I've seen with my own eyes, and it's because of communism. It's because of socialism. It's because man wants to be lifted up above God. Man wants to make every decision. We don't want to go to the Word of God 
and let decisions be made in our home. By God, we want to make them. So I see the house church in Cuba is hated. The real church in America is hated as a whole. Neighbor, we need to love the church with all of our heart. We need to not forsake ourselves, the gathering in of our church. One church right after another, one pastor I know right after another is brokenhearted. A church, I talked to a deacon, I told you all this week, and their church is down. The church is not doing good. It don't have a pastor. There's no growth. Satan hates the church. Pharaoh's crowd hates the church. Pharaoh's crowd loved Israel as long as they was making brick for them. They even carried them straw, and they carried them mud, and they helped them any way they could. But when they, when they seen that they were going to be set free out of their bondage, Pharaoh cut off their straw. Pharaoh beat their leaders. Can I tell you, a true preacher of God today is going through a battle that he's not went through before. I'm not complaining. God's got me. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I ain't got nothing to lose. But these young preachers that are starting out, they're facing a battle. Little Miss Goody Tissues is sitting back there and don't like the pastor, and she'll spread good news for Pharaoh. And she'll spread good news for Pharaoh. And she'll spread news for the devil. And stir up and run the pastor off. Well, I didn't mean to hurt nobody. I never thought about us being in this shape. Not enough knowledge of God to know that a church needs a pastor. I'm not the best church, but you need a pastor. There's been many pastors through here, and I've sat under them that was more knowledgeable, better than me. But they ain't here now. They ain't here now. You may think you don't. I know a friend that don't think they need deacons. God set up a church till it needed deacons. Amen. We need leadership. He said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Can I tell you, when the Jehovah Witness comes to me, I'll turn away. I ain't joining up with them. Amen. When this bunch comes in trying to change my doctrine, I'll turn them away. I ain't going to walk with them. Hmm. When a Muslim comes to your house and says he's serving God, but he don't believe Jesus is the Savior, that he's just a prophet, 
I know Jesus was a prophet, the Bible says it, but he wasn't just a prophet. He was more than a man. He's the darling son of God, the savior of the world. So I'm going to turn him away. Some things I know better. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive. Silly women laden with sin, led away with divers lust. Mm. That's what I've done just preached on. Amen. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no farther, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. God says to my Vernon today, you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, Lystra, and persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Out of them all the Lord delivered me. Glory to God. That's the message, and it's up to each one of us to know if we have took up other gods. If we've left the true God and took up other gods, and I say again, I'm not the judge, but can we take Sunday, the Sabbath day, and ask God to bless a race that's been taken out of the local church some paid a hundred dollars for a seat and thank God's going to hear our prayers I'm going to tell you when you break the covenant of God he said remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy when we break the covenant of God there's six days to race there's six days to play ball Our six days to work. I understand emergency workers. I understand that. I ain't crazy. And I wonder why it makes people mad. Just like it made Pharaoh mad. I come to you, and if you'll stay in the covenant of God, God will deliver you from anything that comes your way. Jennifer had a stroke. She's talking some. Amen. First thing she said to me, I've come home. She's raised. Anybody need a pacifier? I got an extra. We'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut the word down. But you'll have to come get it. I 
have a fever, ain't it? His brother, I forgot his name. Mark. Same thing it always was. Him Scotty, same age. They'd cry and moan and groan at a ball game. And one of them took the other one, a pacifier. They, I carried that pacifier for a while. Uh, they threw it down on the bleachers at Low Gap, and I picked the pacifier up. But the church needs a pacifier, don't we? The truth hurts. You ain't getting a real thing. You're just getting the counterfeit. I love you. Have we got the big God, the ruler of the universe, the one who went to the cross that you and I could have salvation, that came out of the grave, that came out of the grave. I found one getting a pass first, James, but he passed it on. He passed it on. I love you, church. I love you. I know this message is for me. It's for me and Terry. The Lord said he's going to deliver us out of our bondage. The man that wrote the song, From the Bottle to the Bible, When God Saved My Soul, the very next week, and I never knew he drank. He hollered at me, said, I got some good white liquor out here in the car. Don't you want to drink? He's one of the first ones I got to witness to. One of the first ones I got to witness to. But he scared me to death. I never turned down that much white liquor. But I had a good run, praise the Lord. Have we picked up other gods? Have we picked up things as we got fat? That's what the Bible said. We've got spiritually fat. I've even got sorry. I'll, sometimes I'll go sit in the car and read the Bible on, the, on my cell phone. But lo and behold, it ain't like reading it right out of the Word. I can get another Bible, and it ain't nothing like reading it right out of my old book. Still the Word of God is lost in our community. There's people sitting on the deathbed today. Hospice been called in in different places. Nurses been called in in different places. Could be us next. We need the big God. If you will stand, just get us a song.